Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show caused by our current world and everything in it. And there's a lot at the minute. I'm Biz Paul. I'm here. I'm back in the UK, actually, and I'm joined in California, I think, still by Felice Jones. Hey, Paul. How are you? How's it going? All right. (laughs) So maybe you guys have figured out sometimes we have a little bit of a stutter, but I'm actually good. I'm glad you're home. I'm here in Nevada City, California. So for those of you who want to pull out a map, it is kind of like a gold rush town, like an old gold rush town here. So a lot of mines, gold mines, trains. Um, We're about two and a half hours west of San Francisco. So you could definitely tell there is like a little trendy, bougie, hipster vibe um, here with a lot of bed and breakfasts and all kinds of stuff. So it's a little, it's a neat little place. So we're stopping over here before we go to Yosemite National Park. Well, I have to say, um, I did enjoy my trip to the United States. I know yes. we didn't meet and I, you know, I, I, you've made me feel bad about that. Um, but you know, it will, it, it will happen. It was a very fleeting visit at three days, but I actually, I mean, I didn't really see much, but I did, but at the same time I did see much. So, um, I can I tell you like some things I learned. Yes. Cause you, I think the last time we talked, you did tell us about your Trader Joe, Trader Joe's experience, but yeah. What else did you see while you were in Boston? So I had a Trader Joe's experience um and uh i have uh gone full on american <laughs> halloween um because i went to target oh. yeah i went to okay. i went to target oh, okay. with a friend hi christine she listens to the show and hey, christine. Um, she said that we needed to do it properly so we had to go to starbucks first and yes and she bought me a pumpkin spice latte of course. So that I could drink that on the way around. And then I went around and like almost bought all the things. It was it was quite <laughs> quite phenomenal, really. I can kind of see what all the hype is about when it comes to Target. I, I did only buy two key things that were autumn related. So I bought two okay. fabric-based mini pumpkins because I could put them in my, my case and they would squish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd be so proud of me. Um I, I went and tried on various Halloween fancy dress outfits. I was a bottle of ketchup <laughs> and I was a taco. <laughs> um, and then I tried to buy some um, some American candy, but they didn't quite have what I was looking for. Uh, but I did buy, I maybe I shouldn't admit this, but I did buy all the drugs that you can't get in the UK. Um, but oh. you can get over I mean, there. what? Legal drugs, street yeah, drugs. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I, I don't judge. No, no, it's fine. Well, actually, on the way between Target and downtown Boston, uh, we did go through a tent village where there was, you know, I saw somebody shooting up drugs like at midday mm. on the on the sidewalk. So, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, no, I mean, so I, I think the Target was in a bit of a rundown area, maybe because everything seemed to be like you had to call for assistance to get some toothpaste. Well, the problem that's happening in a lot of big cities, um, especially when you have more people who have become homeless over the last couple of years during the pandemic, uh, uh, theft is up in these stores. So now everything is on lockdown. 
Um, mm. which is quite interesting because where I lived in the suburbs, there's nothing on lockdown, but, um, it's, it's, that's just how things are going these days, which is yeah, interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I just bought some, uh, I did buy some toothpaste. Um, goodness me, toothpaste is so expensive in the United States. What is that about? Yeah. Why is it so expensive? <laughs> well, one, I think you're in a city that, and then of course you have inflation, you're in a high cost city. And then of course their excuse is that um, we've been robbed so many times, so we got to jack the price up. So it's a mm. little bit of all of those things. So, but at least mm. your mouth was clean. So that's good, right? My mouth was clean. My mouth was clean. Uh, and I had to, well, I only bought the cheapest toothpaste because, which was still $2, $8, some of this toothpaste was, $8, $9. Um, but I bought some cheap toothpaste because I, need, I ran out of my little travel toothpaste. But then, of course, I couldn't take this big toothpaste back with me because mm. it was 55 ounces, which uh, is over the limit. Um, so I ended up decanting from a big tube into a little tube so I could take some out of me. Oh, there. that's talent. Yeah. You yeah. Should, yeah. Um, oh, you should have gone to the travel section and they'll have all the mini toothpaste and all this maybe, stuff like that. Maybe so. they didn't seem to have any of that, but anyway, tar- target was nice and I've, I've yeah. come back now and I've gone full on, uh, autumn. Um, for those of you who are watching <laughs> the show, you can see. Uh, a gourd which I picked up in the supermarket so I've got three of these so now random little pumpkins and gourds are just like scattered everywhere in the house okay um I don't know if it's prime day where you are but it's prime day here so I've got prime <laughs> I've... day here. okay prime so day I've... all over the world <laughs> is it right okay so I've got some I've got some tat some autumn kind of tat non-plastic that's my rule non-plastic I don't yes. want plastic yes um stuff in my basket ready to ready to go Okay, look at you. And then I know, eventually what's happening. now I assume you have leaves that fall on the ground. You can't go out and pick up leaves and just use those as decoration as No, well. because they've probably got dog shit underneath them. That is the one of the big like downfalls, I think, of autumn is that you go out for a walk and you don't quite know what's underneath your feet. Don't like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just I'm just saying Well, at least take a picture. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. I get it. <laughs> I, I did send a child earlier on the way to school. Um, I was like, can you find some pine cones? I think pine cones would be, would yes. be good. Yeah. So yes. run the hunt for pine and, cones. And you could do the pine cones. And if you need to switch the pine cones over to Christmas and or winter oh, yeah. decor, just go buy some white frosted paint and kind of slightly paint them. I've got some of go. that. I've got some of that. I do actually... Yes squirted all over over the tree see there you go we are we are in multi-purpose use of decorations <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm vibing with it anyway i am i'm quite into it. i didn't really see a lot of you know new england fall whilst i was there but um but i was i was vibing i did enjoy it i do i do love america um you know everywhere's okay. everywhere's got its problems um but it, it, it is the land of of, of optimism and i have to say when i flew back into the uk oh my god do people here look miserable oh my god <laughs> really that bad oh god well i went from people being very happy and it was a conference and that's and that's fine but in the states people who serve you smile customer service they smile they say good morning they say you're welcome i literally <laughs> stepped off the plane and noticed it like Ugh, everyone here looks so 
done with the UK. And I and I and I get it. I get it. But I I really noticed it when I got back. Miserable. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, mm. you can come to San Diego. We'll be there in a few months. So you can come down there and get that sunshine and some happiness. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. <sighs> okay. okay. Right. Now, folks, we've got we've this this show does deal with some lighthearted moments, and we try and make sure that it's as lighthearted as possible. But it would be remiss of a news and politics kind of commentary show not to address the situations that are, that are going on. So we're going to try hard to get this right Ooh. and talk about Israel and Palestine. Just the just the light topics. Yeah, the light, if that's even possible. So I think this is going to be a hard conversation because this is probably one of the hardest conversations to have right now, especially over the last, I think, like two or three years. The conversation has been very hard to have. And with all the things that are going on as of Saturday, Friday, Saturday, um, it's, um, yeah, I... It's, it's it's very hard. It's very hard right now. So I don't know what you're seeing out of the UK, but I could definitely tell you what's going on here in the United States with this conversation. It's, it, it's either all or nothing when it comes to the conversation. Either you're all in on one side or the other, or you are against the other side, one or the other. So yeah, I don't even know where you go with that. I, I think it's probably the same here. I think, I mean, here we know from previous conversations that the news um, TV shows, at least in the UK, have a legal obligation to be as objective as as they can yeah. be. Otherwise, they get in they get in trouble. So they are trying to find some kind of balance and just literally tell you what is happening and then framing the reaction. But <coughs> I, I did I did notice that. Um, what they're calling it is different on certain TV stations. So mainly mm-hmm. it seems to be pitched as Israel Hamas war. Okay. So mm-hmm. then, but then the BBC, I noticed called it Israel Palestine war, which I, I think is kind of problematic to say Israel Palestine war, given that Hamas is not representative of necessarily all Palestinians in the different occupied territories. Like, you know, they control Gaza, they don't control the West Bank. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think, I think the we have to remember, and we do have to remember they are the largest political party there. And, and well, and, and this is where for anyone who doesn't know what's going on, so there has been an attack um, led by Hamas, uh, uh, from what I understand, at a music festival that was like on the border of Israel in um, Israel and Gaza. And they decided to attack and from is paragliding, going in, kidnapping people, holding people hostage, killing people. And because of that, Israel has now said, OK, it's on. It's like, y'all bringing it. We're about to bring it back to you. And now we are seeing where most of the countries, allied countries, are standing to support Israel. And we're kind of going back to the last couple of years when 
Uh, I, I think something else happened. I can't remember exactly. There's so much that happens over there. Uh, Israel was kind of encroaching on some land in Palestine or in the Palestinian areas. And, and, and it kind of made people choose to support Palestinian people or to support Israel people. So and this is where social media breaks down. Uh, so now we're having these discussions. Are, are, you, are you with us or you're not? And um, so that is where we are. And from and for anyone who is not really sure, uh, if you're jumping into this, and this is where the danger of, I don't know, misinformation or misguided information, uh, we have gotten used to getting our information off of the Twitters, the Xs, the social medias, and the TikToks. So you're getting some factual things mixed with some conspiratorial things mixed with some things that just don't make any sense. So you're kind of all over the place. And I will say, if you're like me, you want to understand this, you need to go back to the beginning and you're probably either, you could start with the Bible <laughs> and that is like very, very back at the beginning, or you could start um, during World War One, And that'll give you, if you look at the Ottoman Empire, World War One, and um, Start from there, and it will start to explain the things that happened in World War II, which explains the things that have been happening since World War II and where we are now. Is that say, is that a good characterization of how to look at all this, Paul? I mean, you know, I'm going to put my hands up here and say I am not the expert in this area, <laughs> but um, what I was reading over the weekend was, um, and again, I actually did get quite a quite a good bit of information from from tiktok believe it or or not i mean how how useful it is i i i, I don't know but uh this has been going on for a long time that's that's what we can say yes. and i think that the one of the big challenges with it is that it's not really that clean in terms of what actually happens and when so for example um I think one of the big challenges with anyone talking about this is people uh, sometimes um, not really uh, being able to define what is the Israeli state, mm -hmm. what is the Israeli government and their actions and what are Jewish people um, or what mm -hmm. are Israeli citizens, which can be Jewish and Palestinian. Um, and those I mean, I was reading a piece about the five tiers of what this article called apartheid. And if you look mm -hmm. at the definition of apartheid, I think there's a good argument to say that that is going on in uh, Israel. Certain yes. people would say that is um, a, a reaction to the threat that e exists. And other people would say that that is um, a right wing nature of of the Israeli government. I think one thing is worth pointing out is that Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister, is quite as has been experiencing quite a, a lot of trouble with the the politics, um, and his government is not really secure. He was um, I can't remember, I can't remember if he was like. I don't think he was like dethroned or, or something, but he was he was certainly prosecuted for something or attempted to be prosecuted for, for something. Now he's back. The government's a bit shaky. You know, it kind of mm -hmm. serves a little bit of a purpose. It's kind of helpful to him to be seen as a, a strong leader. We know he's right wing. We know what right wing populist leaders do when they when they feel threatened is that they go all in on the offensive. We also know that the 
Israeli state has um, built settlements, which the uh, you know United Nations and the general sort of populace, uh, possibly with you know the exception of Israel, uh, believes are illegal settlements on mm-hmm. what people consider Palestinian land, and of course that kind of act is uh, going to be very provocative to those people whose yes. land it it. It is, but it but it is complicated. And you're, you're right talking about Hamas and the, the you know the largest party, and and one should remember they were elected, actually. Yes, they were, because so, they are very much on Palestinian nationalists. And I think the best way to kind of for those who are trying to understand was really in and um, I Paul, I did a lot of prep last night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Paul, yeah, I did. I did a ton of prep last night and uh, got got dusted in and so because usually I have to like okay start at the beginning so I can understand why everybody is upset and you know it starts with uh Zionist movement mm. um the things that were going on in World War One um and World War One is very interesting we only get like bits and pieces of history but there's a lot of folks involved in World War One and um the breakup of imp- German Empire Austria-Hungarian Empire and the Ottoman Empire. Um, So all of those people. So basically everybody, there is a big old war because the folks in Europe just don't know how to get along with each other. And you had all these empires. I'm pretty sure they're all cousins. They all lost their war and their land got broken up. So that's where we get countries like Poland, Finland were created. Uh, I think Romania. And so some of the Southern countries were part of the Ottoman Empire. And so all of those countries uh, got broken up and you, we got present day Iraq, parts of Saudi Arabia, um, Palestinian land was designated, but not occupied at the moment. Um, And also for everyone, this is very much uh, Jerusalem is at the heart of this because it is the heart of Christianity um, is, is Islam and uh, Judaism. So everybody wants it. And the people have been fighting for this. So go back to the Crusades. Folks have been fighting over this little piece of land for a very, very long time. Uh, so after this war, and then you also have Zionists. And these were kind of some like hardcore is Israelites. I guess that's the best way to say it. These are the people who said, God is calling us home. That is our home. We want to get back home. And they had a little bit more power and more say so when it comes to talking in the ears of the British people, I guess. And so when World War I ended, it was like, okay, so here's some little space and you guys can figure this out. And us British folks, we're going to come in and do what we do and colonize this thing. And Mm -hmm. we're going to make sure everybody behaves. And I guess that went on for a long time. Then, of course, we get World War II. And then I assume the Zionists were like, see, we told you if you don't let us go home, your little buddy Hitler... We told y'all, let us go home. And so everybody's like, cool, here's your home. Oh, by the way, we didn't tell the people that live there that y'all coming back home. <laughs> yeah. And that's how it all started. Uh, for those of you who ever studied any type of history of occupied land, you can go back to Native Americans, you can go back to anybody. Uh, there's usually a problem when people are already living there and then other people get the land and they were not told about it. So that's basically what has kicked this off for basically since 1948. Yeah. And it has been 
uh, just tension ever since then because you have one party who keeps encroaching on the designated land, but they also have a lot of power. They have a lot of money. They have a lot of say. They have a lot of allies. And then you have the other group who has not, and their allies have been in the the Arab world. And and you see how we have been operating the last few years. So, uh, so if anybody, if you want to go and understand what's going on, you can go back to a lot of the Zionist movements. You can go back to World War One. Uh, but you can also start in 1948 and all the things that have happened since then. And it'll kind of lead you up until now. Uh, the one thing I will say, Paul, I do have a friend who moved her family to Israel. Um, and so for those of you who, this is another thing about Israel. The thing is they're calling people home. God wants us to be here. So if you are Jewish, you do have automatic citizenship. And we've seen this in other wars in other countries. I think there are things that are happening in like some African countries and they have Jewish populations there. It's like instantly y'all can come home. So that is their thing is to get people to come home. And so she's been there. And so she started a war journal. And so I was reading it today. And of course, it's so hard to read it because, you know, you have a lot of things going on and she has kids and and, you know, trying to stay safe and trying to understand, because I think um, this was, although this kind of kicked off during the Sabbath and they don't interact with any type of technology. So you have your, the, they call it the Iron Dome. So you have all these things going, you have jet planes, but nobody's turned on the news until after the Sabbath has ended. And so now you get bombarded with, oh my gosh. So it's just kind of reading through all this stuff that she uh, the feels that's going on there, um, in their, um, safe home, safe, safe rooms and things like that and being prepared. So it's just a very surreal thing just to read and like want to know people over there. Mm. Um, I do not have any Palestinian people in my, in my life. So I'm pretty sure they're just as scared as well. So I, I, I just feel like this is just, it's so sad because there are a lot of innocent people are about to lose their life because folks can't get it together one one thing that i learned actually over the last couple of days and this sounds silly to 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 even say this but it just wasn't in my consciousness and that is i had never thought of poverty in israel i'd never crossed my Mm. mind that there will be poor areas of israel and i watched this report um from this from this area of an Israeli city where the houses don't have a basement and they don't have a safe mm-hmm. room and they don't have a shelter and the walls are really thin and easily destroyed. And they were saying, you yeah. know, what, 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 what do we do? And I think mm-hmm. I've always seen Israel as kind of a wealthy country. It's had lots of investment. It obviously has the key Western allies pouring in money for whatever reason. Um, so I'd never really considered um, that there was poverty in Israel, but of course there absolutely must be. Yes. What we know is is that Gaza is one of the poorest places on earth. Um, They've been sanctioned a lot. So during all these wars, every they, they keep getting cut off. So basically it's like, all right, y'all jumped. Cool. We're, t- we're t- turning off your food supplies and things like that. So they have been rendered kind of 
almost useless to yeah. some degree. I mean, it's collective punishment. I, I do wonder whether the strategy there, obviously the strategy is to sort of strangulate Hamas, but yes, it, it's, it's kind of collective punishment, isn't it, really, on behalf of the people? You know, you voted for these people. They are your people running the uh, thing. So you will all collectively suffer, mm-hmm. which is the bit that feels a bit inhumane to me. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know where this where this is going. Well, I, well, I do know where it's going. It's going with a massive ground offensive that Israel will yeah. launch in the next couple of days to to demolish the place. I I imagine um, certainly make it a, a very desolate place. So we'll we'll see what what happens. Um, I did read. No, I didn't read. I heard today on the radio a commentator. Um, saying that part of the timing of this is is interesting and that maybe um, Iran uh, had something to do with this because Israel was about to normalise relations with Saudi Arabia and that was going to be a bit of a game changer in terms of the Arab-Israeli world and that obviously Saudi Arabia is the arch enemy of Iran and or one of them, you know, the United States is pretty uh, up there in terms of arch enemies of Iran. Um, but that it that it it suited them. So I don't know. But it 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 obviously took the Israelis by surprise, uh, which is another yeah thing as uh, as well. Um, can we can we kind? Of, I don't want to kind of say lighten the mood, but I'm going to lighten the mood a little bit just to kind of because um, I think as as we've said, I think part of the problem is like these binary conversations. People are, are yeah. one in or the other, and it's and it's hard to get an, um, a different perspective. But can we just talk for a moment about like news anchors and why the minute like something like this happens the news anchor <laughs> has to be there they're on a plane you know they're all in jerusalem obviously it's nice and safe in jerusalem so you know the the the, the expensive tv anchor that the network has invested in um mm-hmm. they can't be anywhere like near ashkelon or or anywhere near gaza they have to be in um relative safety in, in jerusalem i don't why... think they can get into gaza well, uh, the BBC are in there, but that's with the local. I mean, were they already? Uh, yeah, they were well, already yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the BBC I don't has think anybody like, can get in everywhere. Look, if there was, if there was some kind of attack going on here in my village, I would be on the BBC. Okay, I would be like <laughs> Bizpool reporting for the BBC. Um, but <laughs> why? Why? Why is that? Because why? Why are they there? Because what? What value? Does it add when they've already got like p- reporters, war reporters with their flat jackets and helmets and press written on the flat jacket? Um, it's a real why... story. But the anchor doesn't need to be there. Could... The anchor can be in Washington yeah, or London do. or wherever. Because there's accolades, potential raises, uh, awards, danger, prestige. Money. Yes, prestige and. I mean, on the outside, I'm assuming when they used to, when they were doing these back in the day, it was because you want a more realistic story because, because it's true. You will get a real story when you are in the thick of things. Yeah, but the anchor uh, doesn't so have to be there. you send your people out there. The, the, the anchor doesn't have but, to be that. I remember when it was the Balkans war, you know, we had like Slovenia, mm-hmm. Croatia, then Bosnia, you know, in quick, in quick succession. And Bosnia was was the biggest one that I remember. We never had the the 
big news anchors in Sarajevo or anywhere like. They went to the the reporters and the the reporters reported live and they were all being shot at and all that kind of stuff. And that was fine. We understood it. Why do we need the anchors there? Because it depends on where it is, how long it's going to be, and this could make or break their career. So, I mean, for something as big as Israel and uh, uh, Palestine, you know, as the person, as probably as a junkie as they are with like, I want to be the best in my career, you literally could be on the precipice of a World War Three. And I would assume just for bragging rights, an anchor wants to be there. And of course, if it goes longer, just like any like natural disaster, I'm going to start paying attention to that anchor who is there, to the reporter who's there versus the person sitting in a cushy seat. Uh, so I think it's a prestige thing and, and people want to be a part of history as, you know, when you go back and look at all these older stories of people who were there in Afghanistan or Iraq and, uh, the Bosnian war, like I was there so I could tell you firsthand what was going on, but it's definitely prestige and, and a little bit of ego, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, this could be. I never thought about a World War Three, and people talked about Ukraine and Russia and World War Three. I never saw that, but I can kind of see whatever's happening over in Israel. This is, um, I don't know. This could. This is going to be they, they. This kicking off something that's not going to end at all, and not like nothing has mm-hmm. ever ended. But um, I always think, as a reporter, you want to be in that. See, I don't think. So when 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 the Russia Ukraine when Russia invaded Ukraine back in February twenty two, that that felt scary. Maybe it's because it's closer. Maybe, maybe yeah. it's because you know it's it's European nations fighting each other or or, or what. Um, I don't think I'm desensitized to the Israeli Palestinian conflict, but this is not the first time, and I don't see it ending anytime soon because literally, I mean, like. The two-state solution thing is is off the table now, at least in the immediate future. No one is going to be able to sort this out until this is all currently over. Mm-hmm. However, that 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 lasts. But I, strangely, I don't feel like World War vibe from this. Um, and I say that because I think where how how would it how would it get to that point? I can see there being lots of different conflicts. I think the I think it's more likely, this is the conclusion I've come to, like you know, seasoned analysis now, analyst now. But um, if let's say China goes into Taiwan, right? And we've mm-hmm. got China, Taiwan, and we've got Russia, Ukraine, and we've got Israel and the Arab world, if it if it expands from that, then the world is at war, effectively. Okay, the world mm-hmm. is at, at war, and it's they're not all fighting for the same reasons, though. That's the that's the only threat I see to like you know America because America might end up being stretched a bit thin if it's trying to. I I, I agree. I agree. Everybody's going to be. I think everybody's. A, if things go in a very not so great, even more not so great direction, it is a it is a it's an opportune time for people who were trying to do things in other places. Mm. So. And then everybody is being stretched. So all of these ally nations are being stretched. So the thing with, at least from my perspective, when it came to Ukraine, it's like the allied nations are like, yeah, 
we might like mm, we'll we'll help you on the down low but they have not been like that for israel they have been like we are all there yeah and we are ready Mm. And then you definitely have the, I think, um, I think they're bombing from Lebanon into Israel as well now. And so you do have the Arab countries who are, they've been, they've been ready for a fight for a long time. So you, you can get all of those people like, okay, this is our opportune time. And so who knows when it comes to, I mean, some of these countries are already fighting already. So who knows who else is going to start joining in to be, you know, them us versus them. And then um, China seems to be on the down low, throwing their support to some interesting players as well. And, you know, so this is just an opportune time for a distraction or mm. while people are distracted. And it's just like, you know what? We got nothing else going on. So let's go and do our thing. So who knows what Ukraine is about to go through with Russia and, uh, you know, and, you know, and like I said, if you go back to World War One and all of these empires and stuff, you know, uh, like I said, you know, Putin has been sitting there and like, we need to go collect our land back. So, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that gets him involved as well. So it's it's a it's a crazy thing. And I think the saddest part that I thought about uh, last night, it was like the United States has been extremely shielded from a lot of the stuff that has gone over, gone on in the Asian European continent um even uh content even though it's weird that it's two continents in one mm. but whatever mm-hmm. uh we've been shielded um and i watched a, a documentary a long time ago they said one of the plans when you are trying to colonize or take over land you have to use genocide and uh i hate to say it i think the united states when they first came or the british whoever the first people to come to the united states they were very effective in using that method because when you get rid of the people that are already here, there is no fighting. So, um, and there was fighting, uh, Native Americans here fought, but when you come in with too much power, um, is too easy to, to be run over. And so you put everybody here in res- uh, Native Americans here are now in reservations and basically, uh, been, you know, they were victims of genocide. And, and so that's, you know, you, you take out whoever is there. And I think that's one thing. It's almost like somebody said, let's not be like Europe. Let's do this the right way. Uh, well, I don't know if it's the right way. Uh, but when it comes to taking over some land and, um, but we've been very, very shielded from that kind of conflict, which is so fascinating. So Mm. I don't know what the founders did here, but it's been fascinating of how you just go scorched earth. I mean uh, that is that that is what Putin was planning to do f- to to Ukraine. You know, by by far the bigger power. Uh, let's just mm-hmm. roll everything into Ukraine, and and that's what the assumption was. And I think a lot of the European and Western powers just thought, well, that's probably what's going to happen. But fingers crossed, they, it 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 wouldn't. Now, it's it's just interesting. I mean, like Ukraine is like off the off the agenda like news wise like there's nothing going on yeah. uh, about ukraine and let's let's see whether this does impact on ukraine because the oh, support I'm sure it will well the support for ukraine really to defeat russia has to come from the united states and as we've seen in in congress there is a call not to not to fund it um so mm-hmm. they're more likely to fund israel that's more of a u.s cause i think so 
if the US finds itself stretched, I think that's the thing that I find would be interesting because they've committed to defending Taiwan. They will commit to mm-hmm. defending Israel. They can't, I think, you know, they are doing their best to, to support uh, Ukraine. I think what might happen is they might say, look, Europe, you know, you're going to have to like up the up your game really with Ukraine, you know, and you're you're going to have to be the <laughs> one supplying it. But of course, you know, Europe is fucked really. So, you know, I, very very interesting times. We'll have to um, we'll have yeah, to, to see. We'll but to. it is it's a desperate situation right now, and I think the yeah. next few days are going to be uh, critical. Yeah, I, I think the only thing we could do now uh, when it comes to support, you know, all the victims of war, goodness, um, just sending as much love because it's it's stressful. I'm pretty sure mentally it is depressing, um, no matter where you are, just being a victim of all of this. And I don't know if there's mental health available for people who are dealing with all this stuff but they're going to need it because um it sounds traumatizing no matter where you are to have your home blown up the threat of it um the anxiety um yeah Mm. just i I just stick i i wish i hope it turns out better but i don't know the way some of these countries have been going i don't know israel is like (laughs) Israel has gone full on gangster. They were like, "Oh, we are, we are on. Let's go." I'm like, and it, yeah. the things they've been saying is scary. Like, makes your skin crawl. Like, they're about to annihilate some people. Wow. But having said that, you know, it must be stressful as a citizen yes. of Israel, knowing that several countries just want to wipe you off the map. For you know, right, rightly, rightly yeah. wrongly, you know whether they came in and it's their land or not land. You know, it must be stressful That's thinking stressful. that, and I imagine the the people of Gaza must be exactly the same. So, um, yeah. let's just let's just you know send some love to anyone yeah. who is experiencing this this problem wherever you are. Not that our love will necessarily yeah. do anything, but you know, know that we are thinking of you. I suppose. Yes, that's all you can do. That's all we can do right now. Okay. Well, we will say that was heavy, but um, I think we navigated it okay. We'll see. We'll watch the the comments. comments. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Folks, now we're on YouTube. You can watch this on YouTube. That is where most of the comments, I think, are likely to to come in because people do stuff like that. But we'll we'll see. I think we navigated it well. Okay. Well, look after yourself. Hope so. Let's hope that um, things work out a little bit better than they have this week. And we'll see you next time. See ya.